From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Beautiful Friday morning. Uh, getting ready to head into the weekend. But Matt, it seems like you brought this morning, you brought a, uh, a paper yeah. into the uh, the studio. I brought a good old-fashioned paper, Derek. Let me tell you why. I had two people just yesterday ask me, hey, why do you why are y'all doing the podcast? Or what do y'all do? You know, why'd you, why do you do it for? And and this is, a, this is an example of that, Derek. This is the Tuesday DeSoto Appeal, which should have come to every single driveway, I think. Is it Tuesday? It's it was Tuesday, Tuesday. Okay. yeah. It's Tuesday's DeSoto Appeal. Let me read you the quick headlines real quick, Derek. First headline. A shelter to protect LGBTQ youth opens in Memphis. In Memphis. In Memphis. In Memphis. Okay. Keyword being Memphis. Okay. Not even LGBTQ no. with what I'm saying. In Memphis. in Memphis. The next one. Can cleaning up litter improve economy? Question mark. Uh, that is all about Tennessee litter. Tennessee, Tennessee litter. litter. Okay. Derek, do you recall just two seconds ago I told you the name of this paper was what again? The Soto Appeal. The Soto Appeal. The Soto okay. Appeal. All right. So that's, that's story one, story two. Story number three, which again, story number three is the last story of the entire paper. And it's in, it's in the inside. We're on page two Correct. or page We're three We're on page now. three. Okay. We're on page, page three. three. Okay. Memphis radio show. Is what they discuss. Memphis radio show. A Memphis radio show. Not the UTW podcast. Not the UTW. No, okay. not the UTW podcast. Exactly. Memphis radio. How, show. However, Derek, for the for the second time, what's the name of this newspaper I'm reading? The Desoto. The Appeal. Desoto Appeal. The last three and a half pages are ads. Ads. And you can hear me doing this right here. Yeah. The last three and a half pages are ads, and not ads for companies in DeSoto County. Hmm. I say all this to say, people ask us all the time, why did you guys start a podcast? We started a podcast for this reason. The papers in Memphis, obviously, I just read them to you. That's a joke. All they care about is Memphis. They don't talk about DeSoto County, care about DeSoto County, unless something bad happens. That's right. Jackson, Mississippi, the Clarion Ledger, they do not come north of Madison unless something bad happens. That's correct. That's why we started the UTW podcast. It continues to grow. It continues to be part of the community. It continues to be, I mean, seriously, it seems like every time uh, I feel a little bit bad, Derek, because people stop me, talk to me, and I'm like, hey, let's talk about something else besides the podcast. Well, I mean, you got – in. There, there is no written paper That's now it. for DeSoto Absolutely. County. And so what the, they, the only written paper we have is called the DeSoto Appeal, which focuses on Memphis, uh, which you just outlined. Uh, and so you know, we don't want to say that there's not any news sources. DeSotoCountyNews.com, uh, if you want to find that, please go find that if you enjoy reading. DeSoto Times Tribune still also has you know, online articles, but there's no written paper. For this part of the county, we're the only spoken. So, uh, right. you know, we're, that's, what, that's why we're doing this. We really do enjoy doing it. But, uh, yeah, so I think everybody, I've had the frustration. And, Matt, you asked me about mine or, you know, I couldn't remember what day. You said you threw it away. I away. literally throw it away now because I, for the last <laughs> exactly. two months, I've been recognizing the same thing that you just pointed out. I don't even open it anymore. I literally throw it in the trash. Well, Derek, it's amazing to me that the fact that, like I said, the first headline had the words Memphis and LGBTQ in it. And I was more irritated about Memphis, because it's like, what the heck are we doing? It's called DeSoto Appeal, but they're not covering DeSoto County. No. DeSoto County is a great place. Hernando's a great place. Derek, well, my other source for news, Derek, is Hernando Happenings. So. Hernando Happenings. <laughs> also. <laughs> Which also, actually, you know, I, I looked at it the other day. Almost 33,000 people in that group when it comes to Hernando Happenings. Probably more of a circulation than the DeSoto Appeal. Oh, easily. Easily. <laughs> well, no, no, the Soto Appeal may have a greater circulation only because they throw it in your driveway for free. Exactly. There you now, go. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if people that actually would subscribe for that, it would be far greater. Right. Right. And, happenings. and you said they throw it in your driveway, right? Yeah. And if you're looking for a new driveway, if you'd like to move to a new driveway, please reach out to our 2021 presenting sponsor, the top real estate team in DeSoto County, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience 
experience. They were recently ranked as the number one real estate team. I'm sorry, voted the number one real estate team in DeSoto County for a fourth time. They are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team, and they are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. And the number one team in DeSoto County is right now offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. Again, a free, no-obligation market analysis for your home, the value of your home, what's going on in your neighborhood, what's going on within a mile radius of your house, what are people listing their homes for, what are people selling their homes for, how much, how long does it take to close, Anything you need to know about DeSoto County Real Estate, you need to call Brian and Terry today. You can call them at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Thank you, Brian and Terry, for continuing to be our presenting sponsors. You know, Derek, on our Tuesday show, we joked around, Dr. Trotter sitting in with us on Tuesday, we joked around about the How to Barbecue Right Shop, Wiener Fest, and, and, and everything. It was a huge success. Oh, no. Absolutely success. huge success. I had several people text me pictures from the Wiener Fest. You know, it looked like a, a, a fun time, a huge success. And so congratulations to Malcolm and Rochelle, our 2021 studio sponsors, the How to Barbecue Right Shop. How to Barbecue Right Shop is located on Memphis Street right here in Hernando. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and any other kind of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cutting boards, cast iron, knives, or some of the coolest high-end smokers on the market, Malcolm's Shop is your place. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. Again, located on Memphis Street in Hernando. You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Or find his Facebook page at H2Q Malcolm Shop. That's H2Q Malcolm Shop. But the best thing to do is to visit the How to Barbecue Right shop located on Memphis Street right here in Hernando. Finish that with Hernando, and of course, we'd like to start with our news segment in Hernando. And before we get to the auditor meetings, which we will discuss both, uh, the first thing we want to do is to give a, a shout out of our own, a congratulations uh, to a teacher here in Hernando. The Mississippi Music Educators Association has awarded elementary Hernando Elementary School music teacher Beth Purpose its most outstanding music educator award. She was informed of the selection on Wednesday. Uh, and at the time, MSMEA President Tommy Creel presented her with the award along with Association President-elect Jennifer Davis. She was actually nominated by Center Hill Elementary School music teacher Anna Fortenberry earlier this year. So that's pretty nice. Yeah, Another absolutely. elementary music teacher would uh, nominate her. And so she was nominated, went through it, uh, and, and she was selected from the state for this award. Uh, she's been doing this for 30 years, man. Wow, yeah. 30 years just teaching kids, bringing them up through the music department. So we just want to give a shout-out to Beth Purvis for her award from the MSMEA. Derek, you and I attend church, Hernando United Methodist Church with Miss Beth. Just a very, very nice, kind lady. She's been the music teacher for all three of my kids. I mean, really, I can't say enough about her. Just a wonderful job. I love when Hannah, Hannah Grace still has memories of Miss Beth and how good she was there uh, teaching music and, and Evelyn uh, as well. So just a wonderful job. Congratulations, Miss Beth, on an award uh, definitely well-deserved. Congratulations. Derek, as we turn our attention to the Hernando Alderman meetings, before we talk about what happened at the Alderman meeting on Tuesday night, again, a, a, not a very long meeting, but a good, you know, thorough 18 minutes, I think it was. I do want to give compliments where they, uh, we, we like to do that on the podcast. Miss mm -hmm. Gia Matheny has, was heavily involved in this, what I'm about to say. If you have not watched the YouTube channel, the uh, City here YouTube channel for the meetings, the new meetings, the new camera angles, the audio, 
it is awesome. It's awesome. They have done a wonderful job, multiple camera angles. They do a really, really good job. Maybe we uh, had something to do with that. Derek, I, I love it. I love it when somebody comes to the podium and they switch the camera angle Absolutely. facing them. I mean, they do a really good job. Of course, you know, if you do go to Auburn meetings now, understand if you're sitting in the crowd, you can't hide. Oh, no. You will be on YouTube. Oh, yeah. You're, you're going to be on YouTube right there. And uh, if your shirt's unbuttoned or you, <laughs> you, you know, you drop some uh, Malcolm's uh, barbecue sauce on your shirt or something earlier in the day, uh, you will be on YouTube. Yes. The only way to get closer to you would be to go to the podium. That's right. But, uh, right. hey, we're going to give credit where it's due. Wonderful, wonderful job. Thank you to the city for addressing that. The YouTube channel for the city of Hernando is now very easy to watch. The meetings are very easy to watch. We always continue to uh, encourage people to do that. So shout out to the city uh, for stepping up and doing that. Derek, 18-minute meeting, had a lot of meat to it. What you got from Tuesday night? Okay, so this was the main kind of a business meeting, basically doing the new appointments and getting through, you know, just kind of some uh, cleaning up some stuff for the new board. Uh, so we started off, and this is something that I had wondered, uh, and maybe other people had wondered, was uh, on the agenda. The first thing I want to start off is, I guess, number six on the agenda, the approval of the minutes from the special meeting where Jim and Ann Galls rep uh, recognized the trash man who had uh, basically knocked on the door to let him know the house was on fire. How does the new board approve those minutes when only two of them carry over, which is not a majority? So Chip mentioned, Chip Johnson, the new mayor, mentioned that he called the state auditor, or had Kenny Stockton call the state auditor. The state auditor said, yes, this is obviously an issue throughout the state. You are, as long as it has been verified, of course, ours are, they're on tape, that, that the new board can then approve the minutes of the old board. So it was done unanimously. <laughs> I look, it's <laughs> probably the most boring minute of an alderman meeting I've ever given. Good. Okay. <laughs> well, man, look, I, mean, I know, I know. It, it's it's semantics. I mean, how are they going to prove something that I they know, didn't I know. And you're, and you're anyway. totally right. You're right. But that's that's kind of your thing. You like that kind of okay. stuff. All right, moving All on. Right. So moving on. So now we're going to go to the appointments. Um, the appointments. Now, we kind of mentioned these on Tuesday. Going to go ahead and just let the know everybody know kind of who was voted on. So Amy Claire Holder, uh, this was a mistake that I made on Tuesday. I had assumed that Amy Claire Holder was the permanent uh, city clerk that was being or asked to be voted in, and that Pam Kyle, Pam Powell, excuse me, was a temporary was a temporary uh, you know person. I was I was mistaken. If I said it that way, I was mistaken. The temporary one is Amy Claire Holder. She okay. will be doing it for the next two weeks because. Oh. The new city clerk will be Pam Powell. She was okay. voted in unanimously. Okay. She actually is the assistant city clerk at South Haven. Had to give her two weeks' notice. She has a good name, Pam yep. Powell. Pam that's Powell. A, that's a good name. So she has experience in the oh, city yeah. government, tons of it. Talked to two aldermen after the meeting. They're very excited about her coming Oh, absolutely. Out. That very sounds excited. great. That so sounds she's great. You know, dealing with a larger city government. Sure. We're growing. She knows what to do. Um, so looking forward. I mean, we appreciate Amy for the next couple of weeks, and really looking forward to Pam joining the city on July 19th. Next appointment was Scott Warsham. Uh, Scott Warsham, the police chief, he was uh, approved for an appointment for the next four years, had one dissenting vote. Uh, Ward Ford, Chad Worker, did vote against police chief Warsham, uh, but the other six voted for him, and he will be a police chief for the next four years. Next, Marshall Berry, fire chief, unanimous. Court clerk, Sandra Perry, unanimous. Next, municipal judge, Anthony Nowak, unanimous. Next, appointed Adam Emerson as municipal judge, unanimous. And the next one, Matt, number 15, Stephen Pittman, was offered and approved unanimously for our new city attorney. So uh, our past attorney for the last 12 or so years, maybe even longer than that, uh, has been uh, Kenny Stockton. Kenny it will no longer be the city attorney. The new board has appointed or actually chip offered and the new board approved Stephen Pittman 
uh, for the – and this, of course, uh, Pittman has his own law firm here in town on the square. Sure. Got several other attorneys in the office plus paralegals that can help. So they look forward to, uh, you know, kind of well, – as the city gets larger, they thought that they needed kind of more hands on deck. Pittman's law firm will bring that. And so, again, Stephen Pittman will be the new city attorney. Elizabeth Page Williams, a uh, new prosecutor for the city, unanimous. Russell Jordan, also a prosecutor for the city, unanimous. That's, that's a new, uh, new sure. position that they made. Stacey Spriggs, public defender, unanimous. Clay Vandenberg, public defender, unanimous. Now, number 20 was the elect to the mayor pro temporary. So the mayor pro temporary is basically if the mayor's not there, who can run the meeting? Andrew Miller. Okay. Uh, was all the only name offered and was approved unanimously. Obviously, Andrew has the longest experience on the board. Makes sense. Sure. Now, next, Matt, the Planning Commission. Now, I did a little research on this because the Planning Commissioners are on the agenda. I, instead of reading them out and just kind of saying, like I've done everybody else, I want to talk about, kind of educate the listeners real quick on what the Planning Commission is. Now, Planning Commission is where anything that has to be built, subdivided, you know, when they want to change whatever zoning for a particular piece of property, has to go to the Planning Commission first. Planning Commission can approve or not approve, actually recommend or not recommend that sure. to the Board of Aldermen. They do not get the final say. They're simply, hey, go talk to the Planning Commission before it comes to the Board of Aldermen. It helps with the speed of meetings, all that kind of stuff, those different things. Well, they tell you, okay, yes, that's by code. This is not by code. Right, they, exactly. Instead of the Aldermen having to weed all that, they sure. weed all that out. This is the Planning Commission, different from the Planning Department. Right. Got that's it. right. The commission kind of uh, you know, makes sure when somebody brings it in, uh, they've worked through the planning department. The planning director Correct. is the one that presents it. Yeah, he runs um, the meetings. But planning commission still has you know has some say into right. what everything gets done. That's right. Well, all right. So each alderman gets to a point. Correct. A planning commissioner. So these are not elected like the aldermen are. They are appointed by the people that are elected. So there's eight commissioners. Some of these are carryovers from the last four years. Uh, some of these are new. And so I kind of wanted to see which alderman and the mayor also gets to point one. Which alderman and the mayor appointed for their wards or for the city. Well, Derek, and let me say this real quick for the UTW podcast listeners. We did this research because we were, we've been asked by five different times. That's right. We've yeah. been asked since our Tuesday show, hey, who did this or who appointed that and so forth. That's why we're uh, giving you this information, doing a little research. Go and ahead. also, you know, so pay attention to who your alderman is. Sure, of course. If you want to start a business, if you want to rezone some land, whatever it happens to be, it'd be good to know who your planning commissioner was appointed by your Alderman, Correct. So you can have those conversations maybe before you decide to submit something and or go to the meeting. So Doc Harris appointed Terry Ashworth, a new appointment there. Natalie Lynch, Ward 1, appointed Russell Jordan. Andrew Miller, Ward 2, appointed Keith Hawkins. Keith is a carryover. He, he's been on there for a while. Keith does a great job. Bruce Robinson, Ward 3, appointed Shea Skeen. Chad Wicker appointed Adam Clark. Beth Ross appointed Jordan Brumbelow. Ben Piper appointed Robert Carter. And Chip Johnson, the mayor, appointed Kevin Thorne. So those are the ones. So if you recognize those names, those are the people that appointed their commissioner. And then if so, if you have any kind of you know, conversation, one of that, that just kind of want to get that out there for the board. But that's how commissioners are appointed. That's who they are. That's what they do. So if you hear that, they meet once a month, the second Tuesday of the month. So first the, and third is Alderman. Same office? Same, uh, they meet? Yeah, City Hall. Same City Hall, thing. got it. Yeah, so they, they meet on the second Tuesday, Alderman, first and third. So basically the fourth Tuesday, you're free. Yeah. Um, so anyway, <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of how that works. So again, those were sure. all approved unanimously. Yep. Other than that, a couple other things I just kind of want to mention on the agenda. Really, there was no planning agendas or anything like that that happened on Tuesday. There was something that I thought was unique that the Southern Pipe, for, Southern Pipe had the lowest bid for some culverts to be put in. Well, Beth Ross, in her first, I guess, addition to the minutes, uh, her first time to talk, really adding something to the minutes, she wanted to put in the minutes where those culverts were to be laid. Uh, and there were Terra Lakes, uh, Magnolia Street, and then the 
a city engineer. Joe Frank said that the other one was a couple others in, in random areas. So also um, there was the streets were going to be temporary or asked to be temporarily closed for the Hernando Veterans Parade uh, on November 11th, which is Veterans Day. They sure. always have it on the actual day. So it's, it's the same every year. That was approved. It's the same route as the Christmas Parade. Um, it will be from 10 to 11 a.m. on November 11th, and then there will be a lunch at the Armory afterwards. So, again, if that's something you want to add to your calendar for the year. The last thing was it was not on the agenda. Before they went to executive session, the stop signs that are being added at Green Tea and McAdoo, where the new road's going to go, right. they added. Um, they had to have the, the mayor's signature because they're, they're putting solar panels on top. Correct. Y'all seen those blinking lights on stop signs? Well, they're solar powered, so there's no electricity to run. They're very portable. They can be taken to other stop signs in the future. So this is something I think they're great for the city, where they want to put flashing lights on those stop signs because currently there are no stop signs. You know, the, the guy said that, hey, look, there, there's some really high speeds that are reached on green tea, unfortunately, especially ter- you know, in the, at night. So they want to have these blinking stop signs so you're able to see them because – once that new road opens, there will be no stop signs on McInvale. Only stop signs going, you know, east and west on Green Tea. And so they just need to be, you know, very careful at those intersections going forward. Will there ever be a – are they, are they ever At some have... point, there'll be a stoplight, obviously, okay, eventually gotcha. coming off. But, I mean, not at the beginning because you have to have traffic counts. Sure. Once the traffic counts builds up, okay. I'm, I'm obviously it's a – you know, an obvious place to put a stoplight once you start having, once, once, you have, once yeah, the field yeah. house opens, once you have hotels coming in on those corners and stuff, yes, it'll be stoplight. But until that time, it'll be stop signs just on green tape. Will there ever be a sound wall at that area? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a sound I, I, wall. I have to sit the new Alderman's <laughs> shoes. I'm not sure a sound wall has, has been talked about. I didn't know. A sound wall has been mentioned in the city of Fernando. So it, I didn't it has know. been. It was mentioned on our podcast. It was mentioned on our podcast. That was the first I heard of it. That was the first I heard of it. There were some other ideas I couldn't quite get to. They never, they, we never got to that. It was one of those, hey, elect me, and then I'll tell you on my secret. But uh, neither here nor there. I actually visited about that yesterday. That, that came up uh, yesterday in a conversation. So uh, very interesting. Hey, great job by the new board. Uh, you know, you talked to Mr. Robinson, Bruce Robinson. You actually talked to him. He was excited about an 18-minute meeting. And oh, I yeah. Said, hey, yeah. Excited. And I quickly said, hey, don't get used to that. It's not, <laughs> it may not be always be 18 no. minutes. So, uh, But uh, good job by the new board, the new alderman there. Um, you know, congratulations again for your election thank you for serving the city we said that we continue to say that on our podcast let's go north let's go up to the city of south haven's alder meeting uh, again their first alder meeting as a group as a new uh, board uh, Derek, tell us all about that okay so i'm going to do uh, something very similar but i'm not going to read every name because sure. we are in, in hernando i want to do police chief fire chief a couple of the larger ones are the i guess more visible ones i shouldn't say larger ones more visible uh, names i want to put out there but matt the first thing i want to comment on the south haven meeting first of all hernando is far and away better with their camera angles and their audio. And I, haven't always been. As, as, oh, no, 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 Remember no. when we first started oh, the podcast? Yeah, first you one. You were like, man, South Haven's so good. South Haven's so much better. So you're now that you now that Hernando's made the change, giving kudos to them, yeah. but South Haven, you got to step it up. you got to step up your game. And not <laughs> only that, but it, it like the audio will die for seconds at a time throughout the meeting. Like you'll, well, I was waiting well, on names. Mus- Mr. Mayor Muscle-White has a buzzer. He has <laughs> a buzzer. Went. He has a buzzer. And then, then we're going up. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, so that's, this is the first time I've ever seen this happen. I'm not saying it's never happened before, but I've been watching now for a year and I've been kind of in all the meetings throughout my, I guess my working life. They did an executive session at the beginning of the meeting to talk about citywide personnel and appointments. So I I think what they had happened. With no public there. Well, this is what's interesting. So they call the meeting, they do the pledge, they do the prayer, they sit down. They immediately called for a special executive session for citywide personnel and appointments. I guess maybe t- there were a couple on here that were not maybe ready to be talked about or right. didn't want to give out. Maybe there were some issues on some of the names that are about to be brought up. 
They went into executive session. Now, there's this difference. They have a back room. Yeah, they left. Yeah. And so they leave the room. Public stays in there. 35 minutes. 35 minutes. You have to sit there. Of just dead wait. air. And so oh, I'm like, so I'll pull it up and I'm like, oh my God, it's an hour and 33 minutes. Here we go. Let me strap in last, you know, a couple nights ago, I'm strapping in, getting ready to watch this thing. And then I realized, oh, there's, there's, and so I just kind of fast forward, fast forward, forward and fast it was forward, 35. So I was like, oh, it's less is, than an is hour. Is the camera on the board or the audience? Oh, it's on the board, right. but you get audience conversations, Ooh. which, yeah. So did there's, you listen, did you hear some good stuff? Not as good as I hoped I would, <laughs> um, but there was there was a, a couple of women just just having a conversation just about what they did. And so yeah, so yeah, you're out there, whoever you are. Oh wow. Um, but just so for 35 minutes, you're staring at just blank chairs. Right. They finally come back in. And, well, we and, got a good casserole recipe. You got a good casserole <laughs> God, recipe <laughs> or something like that. You know, so and so's hair got her hair done. But uh, you wow. know, I mean, you would think that there'd be some scrubbing and yeah. maybe you just condense all that. So really, it's just under an hour meeting where I thought it was been an hour and 33. Right. Anyway, so they go ahead now. I'm, again, I'm just going to hit the most visible three or four. The yeah, police chief, making yep. more. Making more, okay. Fire chief, Danny Scallions. The city clerk. Now are we the, just are these holdovers? Uh, yes. For what we know. Uh, the, now, the city clerk, St. Andrea Mullen, who was already there. But, All again, right. we're getting her assistant. Her, okay. It's coming to Hernando. So, kind of want to put that out her there. Her assistant lives in Hernando. The lady that's coming to Hernando Pan-Pile. lives here. Yeah, Pam Powell lives in Hernando. And then the last one I'm going to mention will be the city attorney, Nick Manley, who's been there. So, but they don't, you know, I always thought, okay, well, Nick, they actually, they don't say the name. Like, you know, they said Steve Pittman, you say Kenny Stockton. Sure, sure. Butler Snow. So they actually have the entire law firm of Butler Snow right. as their city attorney. And Nick, who works for Butler Snow, is the one that comes to every meeting and, and advises the city. Right. So I thought that was pretty cool. So anyway, that, if anybody wants to reach out to me, I can give you the other names. But those are the ones I thought were the most visible p- people that see every week. They did appoint their planning commission, uh, Matt. Not going to read the names. However, only approved seven of the eight. They did have a problem with one of them. Wow. And so they took the name off and approved the other other eight. And then the election commissioners, they tabled. Yeah. There is no law that says you have to have everything done, meeting Correct. one. Yes. So there's some other stuff they're going to kind of wait on. Now, want to go down the agenda. They are moving the, the polling station from the fire station right there on Getwell to the parks building because, again, massive crowds this past Absolutely, year. Absolutely, yes. They did not want to move it before the election because of the confusion. Sure. So they waited to afterwards, but the next election will be fine. The next one. Matt, I've asked you this. I actually called and gave you this question. They re- they renewed their insurance renewal for the property and casual, one point seven million dollar premium. Glad that is not my premium. Absolutely, but I mean, dude, that that totally makes sense. I I guessed higher. If you remember when you yeah, asked you, me about you, that, I guessed higher. higher. So, guess higher. Um, yeah. So that was done. Uh, skipping down a little bit, um, the agreement for MDOT. I did mention that one on Tuesday. I thought this was it looked like a new project. Kind of read a little bit. Actually, this was the project that had been done. Couple of years ago, you know how at I fifty five and State Line Road, I mean, it, it goes out to like eight lanes, sure, right? Yes. Well, that's what it was. So it was the that's been finalized a couple of years ago, but the uh, easements had not been given back to the city, so the city were taking about their easements. So it was really not that big of a deal. So I just but kind of want to throw out there that, that what was talked about. Then we're going to go skip over Matt to the and that's, everything else was approved basically as written on the agenda. Hey, Derek, real quick, I, I do I did a little research here, just a little bit of research. Um, they covered the um, health insurance and, and everything premium, uh, baseball entry fees. Yes. Baseball entry baseball. fees. That's how they cover <laughs> 1.7 is the number of freaking baseball teams that come Disney to Snow. World Series Oh, my gosh. Come to Snowden Grove. Baseball is it's unbelievable. Snowden Grove, what a – most people would say a gym for DeSoto County. You know, what? but, man, what that what that place generates oh, yeah. is absolutely amazing. Yeah, because that's – and the Disney Dean has been going over the last week or two. Yep, it has. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. All right, no, last – the mayor's report. Now, the mayor's report uh, actually had three – Wonderful topics, wonderful for me because there's something I get to report on. The first one has to do with the federal rescue money. Now, this is money coming out of COVID. 
Um, there's a grant for Nail Road Extension. So the city kind of looked at their list of what we want done, what's our top number one thing. Roger Wicker called the mayor and said, hey, mayor, we got some money coming up. You probably need to look to apply for this grant. Right. And so with Roger Wicker calling you, that probably means you have a pretty good chance of getting it. So they looked at their list of what they had, and they thought that the Nail Road Extension uh, would be the most needed project to give another east-west corridor but also to help with north-south traffic because instead of people going all the way down Getwell or all the way down Sweeney, they can actually cut over on Elmore and then release some of that traffic. So what this is, and is they are going to look to apply for the grant for an extension of Nail Road from Elmore to Getwell. Yep. All the way with pedestrian paths, uh, with sidewalks, all the way. So, I mean, that, that's going to be an absolute, you absolute. Know, a, a great idea by the city to get that done. Two lane, four lane, or did it say? Or uh, it doesn't say what it is. two lane Yeah, probably, probably two lane, yeah. but I mean, anything going you know, right, right there. Sure. So, it's going to take you out basically just uh, right right in front of Jason Coleman's doctor's office right there at Bank Nail and Getwell. Mesquite uh, Shop House right there. Mesquite Shop House yeah. coming out right there, all the way back to Elmore. I'm assuming, again, if Roger Worker tells you to apply for it, you're going to be. And again, Elmore Road is going to be the, the road that kind of takes you north and south right by Sam's. Right. That's exactly. right. So, All yeah. the way through $22 million. That's going to $22 million, and it's going to keep a lot of cars from having to get on Get Well or go all the way to church. For all get on stuff. Goodman. Now you can just yeah. cut over it right there. Right. Um, so, again, that, that'll neat. help with the yeah, traffic. Pretty neat. Uh, the next thing, get well south widening. Now, we've talked about this before. They have approved. It's been in works for five years to make get well four lanes from Church Road to Star Landing Road. MDO funds have now been funded. $9 yes. million dollars has been funded. The mayor said that they will start by December unless there are weather issues, and then it will definitely be by the spring. But they hope to start in December if we can have a normal you know, uh, winter, not, you know, unfortunately, like last year. Would well, not I mean, yeah, normal, I was going to say, I mean, you know, weather in February, you know, here recently has been pretty basic. Kidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 10 days of frozen ice. Yeah. yeah. Sub, sub five exactly. degree weather. So, anyway, so that's, that's going to be done. Let's so look for that hopefully by the end of the year, but that is now funded, ready to go. And Matt, the last thing, the mayor. Decided, and real quick, yeah, UTW listeners, rarely does Derek get this excited about watching a mayor's report. You've complimented Muscle White for months and months about how good he does on his, on his mayor's report. But this is something that uh, piqued your interest a little bit because he got a little fired up. Well, he got fired up. And not only that, it's you know, very rarely do you see a public official address the Internet. So he came out and he said, look, I don't want to give credence to these people. I don't want to give them any credibility. However, it has gotten to a point where I'm getting too many phone calls and people are asking me and there's so much misinformation out there, I basically got to nip it in the bud. Sure. And so he said that the app, now some, I, I know a lot of y'all listening to this probably use it, the Nextdoor app, there's been a lot of negative misinformation, according to him, by a former, and these are his words, weak opponent Okay. Uh, that was his words. That was those were there. definitely his words. Uh, former weak there opponent, former okay, um, that decided to question the safety of South Haven through the you know the crime and that sort of thing. And Correct. so he said, "Look, he said we cut in and brought it up." He said that um, you know trying to use that as a tactic to try to get me unseated. All of it's false. You know, we have a wonderful police force. You know, they do a great job. We pay them. You know, we hire new people every year. We have a hiring plan. You can, you know, please read our budget for the hiring plan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because he really got, you know, upset. He put up the numbers. He flashes them up on the screen. He says, look, this is from the police department. If you do not believe the police department, I cannot help you. Sure. I mean, what do we, yeah. Literally what he said, I cannot help you. So he goes on and kind of talks about, he gets really fired up. He says, he's, yes, we do have crime. Every city does. Right. Yes, it has gone up in the last 10 years, but so has our population. So is our sales taxes. So are the number of people moving here. I mean, that's what happens. He said, look at our, and you know, Brian Couch, other realtors will be able to tell you this. 
Look at our property values. Look at our commercial property values. Look at our sales taxes. Guess what? Those people don't think it's not safe here. Yeah. People are moving here in droves. They're shopping here in droves. They would only do that if it were safe. Sure. So he had some really good points, brought them up. And he said, look, crime is basically flat. So went on and on. it. So what I did was I went and found uh, what he had on the screen uh, and kind of summarized. So I'm going to summarize really quickly what South Haven, the, the numbers are from the police department uh, in 2020 compared to 19. All right, so there's a slight increase in robbery. There were 27 to 21. So 27 in 2020 to 21 in 2019. 163 auto thefts in 2020 compared to 159 in 19. So again, what, four more. Right. 41 commercial burglaries in 2020 compared to 30 in 2019, so about 11 more. Major crime, though, actually decreased in several categories. South Haven had fewer homicides, two in 2020 compared to five in 2019. So, uh, sexual assaults dropped 32 in 2019, only 23 in 2020. The city saw 93 residential burglaries in 2020 compared to 155 in 2019. And auto burglaries dropped from 376 in 2019 to 282 in 2020. Overall, arrests were down where there were 3,746 in 2019 compared to 3,336, so 400 less. In 2020, so he said, "Look, statistically, our, they're killing it, they're, bro. They, I mean, they're they're flat and or better. No, and and their northern border is the city of Memphis, over a half million people. You know, I mean, that's I mean, they're, the police budget is the highest city department budget wise, right, thirteen point sure. seven million dollars. Oh, wow, so they yeah. he said, so, so he said, look, you can question me, you can talk to me right. if you've got issues, whatever, but don't go anonymously on some app mm-hmm. or even put your name out on some app and spread this stuff. Tell me you're going to come crash." Uh, our city meetings, right. you know, saying that you demand safer streets because they are safe. Yeah, no, I will. I'll agree with that. No, I wish I could. I might have to go back and see that now that I can skip the thirty-five minute uh, session, <laughs> the so dead, I can watch that. Air. Because look, I mean, you know, I sat down with Darren Muslim White, interviewed him. If there's one thing that I can say about him, uh, certainly don't know him personally, but uh, he's a straight shooter, and he definitely wanted to defend his city, defend his police department, and all the different things that are being said. So good job by him when it comes to the uh, mayor's report. Good job for looking, uh, watching that, Derek. We really appreciate you bringing that information to us. But Derek, some of those people at the meeting, some of the people that might, they may call the uh, city, they may, not accurate, but they may refer to it as a dumpster fire. (laughs) And look, speaking of dumpsters, I want to continue to welcome our newest advertiser, North Mississippi Dumpsters. North Mississippi Dumpsters is a local small business offering service seven days a week. They service DeSoto County, Marshall County, Tate County, and Tunica County. You can give them a call at 901-299-0916. That's 901-299-0916. 0916 or the best thing to do is to visit their website desotodumpsters.com i continue to say it each week each show desotodumpsters.com you can price their dumpsters you can set up delivery you can set up pickup you don't have to call them you can do it all right there online it's a very impressive website they also wanted me to share some new information when it comes to north mississippi dumpsters something new that they are offering they're now offering junk removal Junk removal and new construction cleanup. That's junk removal simply means they will deliver the dumpster, do all the loading for you, and haul away your debris. Very impressive offer right there. They also do new construction cleanup. If you are a residential construction company, listen to our podcast. Listen to what I'm about to say. What that simply means, they will deliver your dumpster, clean up the job site, haul off the debris, 
and do a final interior cleaning. They're a one-stop shop when it comes for your construction project. So North Mississippi Dumpsters is growing at a rapid rate. What they're offering is growing each and every week. Just an impressive new small business right here, actually in Hernando, but services those four counties. Again, their phone number, 901-299-0916. Give Joe and his team a call today or visit their website, desotodumpsters.com. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter, who joined us on Tuesday, are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference. And please call them at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. I just mentioned our newest advertiser. Want to continue to recognize our longest advertiser, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs, whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, summer cleanups, Anything you need on the outside of your home or on the outside of your commercial property, now's the perfect time to call Richard. You can call him at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find Richard on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Want to remind everyone, all of our podcast listeners, Richard and his team are currently hiring. He texted me a couple of weeks ago some of the different information. They must be able to work 12 hours a day. Pay will depend on your experience, must be able to pass a drug and alcohol test, and must have reliable transportation. That's very important to have reliable transportation to get you to and from work. The job will entail weed eating, edging with a string trimmer, backpack blowing, and operating zero-turn mowers. You do not have to have experience for this job. If you or someone you know is looking for a job, a young person looking for a job, please reach out to Richard and his team. Give them Richard's number at 662-292-8855. Again, 662-292-8855. Thank you again, Richard, for being our longtime advertiser. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local State Farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 662-429-5213. Again, 662-429-5213. Or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency.
Before we move ahead, just a quick thank you again. North Mississippi Dumpsters, Williams Lawn Services, DeSoto Family Dental Care, Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Thank you all so much for being advertisers for the UTW Podcast as we continue to grow each and every week, more and more listeners. We're so thankful that you all are definitely a part of it. Derek, I got a lot of good compliments in the last couple of days. Uh, Dr. Bryant Trotter, just a great guy. I mean, yeah. just a really good. Uh, we joked around on the podcast about Bryant and I doing uh, some music together and haven't done it in a while. Well, Hernando United Methodist Church this Sunday, Look at uh, that. they're getting a little bit desperate and they uh, they've come to us for uh, some stuff. So the table service at nine o'clock, don't come just to see Dr. Trotter and myself when it comes to the music. You come for the Holy Spirit, but uh, we happen to be uh, going to be doing a little music and stuff. So we really appreciate that. Us and Tommy Dunlap. Uh, yeah. Tommy's just a great guy uh, there at the Methodist Church. Table service, nine o'clock. Also have services, traditional services, 845 and 1055. So Is Miss Pontotoc going to be on stage singing? Miss Pontotoc, you know, we have to give her a little bit of time. We have to give her a little bit of time. Did we ask her? No, we did not because we know how it works. Uh, we have to give her a little bit of time. She gets a little nervous. She likes to be very well prepared uh, for our, our, our times, our opportunities to lead worship. So uh, we're hoping to do that, though, Derek. Seriously, we're hoping to do that sometime uh, weekly going forward at the table service there at Hernando Methodist Church. Again, the table service starts at 9 o'clock. It is a contemporary service, and we'd love to have you and see you on Sunday if we can. Let's turn our attention to one of our favorite times of the week, the DeSoto County shout-outs, Derek. The DeSoto County shout-out positive things fun things going on we're gonna lead off with our first one which um you may you better move quickly if you're listening to the show is the second it comes out uh, later this morning what you got all right so it is it's this morning at 11 <laughs> o'clock didn't have this last week so Correct. actually we weren't here last week that's there why we didn't go. have yeah, it two weeks right. ago we definitely didn't have this right, sure. uh the sidewalk chalk art crawl again sidewalk chalk Art Crawl is taking place at 11 a.m. this morning at the Hernando Library, the James F. Anderson Library. So please, if you have uh, kids of all ages, can come. They're going to have sidewalk chalk, allow you to just draw all over the sidewalks right there in front of the library, on the side of the library. Uh, be there from 11 to 12 today, this morning. Uh, so if you're getting this, at, hopefully we're going to really rush get out right this now. Out. Get, get. <laughs> we're trying to get this out by like 9 or 10 at the latest. So we hope to have this ready for y'all to hear this. So again, have your children. If you're looking for something to do uh, today around lunchtime, 11 to 12, Sidewalk Chalk Art Crawl. Yeah, you better get over there pretty pretty quick. But, uh, you know, if you, you may have already missed it. So, you know, great job by the library doing something fun like that. Derek, DeSoto Arts Council, always a part of our uh, Friday shout-outs. DeSoto Arts Council hosting the Kids Art Camp, which we mentioned two weeks ago. Give us an update on that because it's coming up next week. And if you're interested, you got to move quick. What you got? Yes, the Kids Art Camp is July next week, July 12th to the 16th, Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Friday, the closing presentation from 3 to 4.30 p.m. Now, this is not being held uh, at the Arts Council because the Arts Council, if you've ever been there, it's a beautiful building, but it is it's kind of small. And so this is going to be held at Victory Baptist Church on 4353 Highway 51 South. These are for children ages 6 through 12, and the cost is $150 for Art Council members, $175 for non-members. Uh, there are limited scholarships available for students based on need. So if you don't think you can, you know, you have the money to pay that, but you really want your child uh, exposed to art in that way, uh, please call uh, Jacqueline at the executive director at 662-404-3361 to, uh, to kind of give. And it'll, it, again, it is based on need. You'll have to show that it, you do need it. Uh, and then again, it's an overview. What they're going to do is they're going to look at the uh, works of Henri Matisse. All classes are taught by local artists Children will learn about Matisse, create sculptures, serographs, paintings, three-dimensional works, multimedia art, create an original tie-dye t-shirt, 
and participate in a performance art, which again, all the parents will get to see Friday from 3 to 4.30. So again, you got just a couple days left to sign up for this. Please sign up if this is something you're interested in. Again, starts next week, July 12th to the 16th. What's the artist's name again, Derek? Andre Matisse. Okay, as we... <laughs> As we say in Hernando, Mississippi, that's going to be uh, Andre okay. Mattis. No, if if it was if it was um, if it's Mattis. Hernando speak, it's it's Henry Matisse. Uh, Henry Mattis. 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 Again, they're always involved with our Friday uh, shout outs. They just do a wonderful job to Soto Arts Council. Such an asset to Hernando uh, for sure. Derek, we're going to turn our attention next Thursday and next Friday. Next Thursday, Crew Fernando Golf Tournament. The Crew Fernando Golf Tournament is going to be taking place. We continue to you know boost it up. It continues to grow. We get, continue to get uh, more hole sponsors, tent sponsors, but they are available, still available. $100 for a hole sponsorship. $500 for a tent sponsor. We are going to have an awesome, awesome time. 11 o'clock registration, 11.30 lunch, 12 o'clock shotgun start there for the tournament. Something, Derek, if you're not playing in the tournament or would like to come out and take a look at things, if you're one of the Hernando teachers, maybe you could benefit from that. We're going to be having a good time after the uh, the, the, the tournament, 4.30, 5 o'clock, announcing the winners, announcing the uh, prizes, long drive, all that kind of stuff. Come out to the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club. If you've never been out there, it's a lovely place. Uh, if you are a member and your kids are going to be in the pool or something like that, I'm telling you, we're going to have a lot of fun next Thursday. Uh, you know, weather permitting, uh, next Thursday is, is going to be a lot of fun. So make plans to come out to that. We may be opportunities where you can uh, put in for raffles, maybe opportunities where we may just pass the hat. Every single dime that we raise, whether it's a dollar or a million dollars, going to the Hernando Teachers. It's going to be a lot of fun next Thursday, July 15th at the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club. Make plans to come out for a wonderful, wonderful time. Derek, the next night, Water Tower Sessions. Really looking forward to next Friday night, Matt. Again, seven-day forecast. Fingers crossed. Looks good. I mean, it will be a well, little. I, I, but, yeah, your app is always the worst one. Yours is the worst one. So, I well, need to check I, mine. Well, I like if, if mine's the most negative app and it's still only showing about 20%, then that means we're, okay. that we're, we're, that means we're golden. Uh, so, look, it's good. Now, yes, it will be a little warmer. It will be a little muggier than last time. But well, Yeah, but the name of your app is like Bring Your Umbrella. So, that's, <laughs> that's the problem. Um, so, but Water Tower Sessions, next Friday night, Grace Askew, Mallory Everett, Stephen Michael, all are going to be there up on stage telling their stories. The songs that they've written cannot be a, a greater experience in Hernando. The doors will open at 7.30. They'll have Devin up there playing kind of some intro music as people come in, uh, as you're ch being checked in. The price is $40 a person, $60 a couple. Uh, that will get you in the door. Uh, again, uh, we'll have bar backs. We'll have water. We will have Cokes. We'll have Sprites, that sort of thing. We'll have cups, uh, we'll, and we'll have ice. But you can bring whatever you want to bring to drink. You can bring your coolers. You can bring you know your own mixers, whatever you want to do. Please bring that in. Uh, it is BYOB. We will not have food. Again, we encourage you to eat around the Hernando Square or, or Hernando in general because once you get there, we hope that you get you settled in. And at 8.30, the artists are going to start on stage telling their stories, and we kind of will dim the lights, and we want to have all the focus on them. There won't be people walking around. I mean, yes, if you need to use the bathroom, please get up and use the restroom. But you know, we're trying to keep it to where there's, there's a little disturbance. All the focus is on the uh, artist, and again, it's going to be a great night. For those of y'all that came to the last one, you know how wonderful it is. Hopefully, you've seen uh, some of the stuff that we've posted. Uh, Mississippi Music has posted on the uh, internet, on Facebook, on Instagram, about some of the clips of the music, the songs that were sung, uh, written by these. Last time it was gentlemen. This time it will be two ladies and one gentleman. 
this is something that's unique. A portion of the proceeds will be going to the Soto Arts Council because this is art coming to Hernando. So, man, I'm really looking forward to next Friday. Again, one week from today. You have uh, seven days to buy your tickets. Please get that, get out there and come and just watch a wonderful show. Look on our Facebook page for tickets or go to MissaHippieMusic.com. That's MissaHippieMusic.com for more information. Going to be a great time. I, I continue to say this. The ladies are they're powerhouses. There's no yeah. other way to put Grace and Mallory. I mean, please yeah, look them up on Spotify. Yeah, Apple. look up. Yeah, look them up. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. Really good time. Trying to bring artists to Hernando, uh, singer songwriter stuff. Really excited to be a part of it with Stephen and Mike, the two owners of Mississippi Music. So again, Water Tower Sessions next Friday night. So look, golf tournament on Thursday. Come out, have a great time. Crew of Fernando Golf Tournament, raising money for Hernando teachers. Friday, go to Water Tower Sessions, enjoy the night. Going to be a lot of fun. Then Saturday morning, Derek, Saturday morning, a tradition here in the city of Fernando. A tradition unlike any other. <laughs> well, you can't say that. That's probably trademarked and we're going to get sued. <laughs> so we appreciate that. This will be our last UTW podcast because Jim Nance now owns the podcast. But a tradition right here in Hernando on the historic square, the Hernando Farmer's Market. The Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh, local experience. You can contact Gia Matheny, the Community Development Director, at 662-449-9092. That's 662-449-9092. The Farmer's Market continues to always look for more vendors, or more sponsors. If you're interested in doing anything with the Hernando Farmer's Market, call Gia today. The Hernando Farmer's Market takes place from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. from May 1st through October. That's May 1st through October every Saturday morning at the historic Hernando Square right here in our wonderful community of Hernando. Just want to give a quick shout out to several of their vendors. Southern Cookie Queen, Coffee Central Squared, Georgia Ridge Farm and Cottonville Farms, Mama's Kitchen Cakes and Bakes. Those are just some of the vendors you'll see at the Hernando Farmers Market. North Point Christian School continues to enroll for 2021-2022, and some grades are getting close to capacity. PK, JK, 3rd, 8th, and ninth grades are close to being full. Come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. North Point is honored to have been voted DeSoto's best middle school and DeSoto's best high school by the DeSoto Times Tribune. Come and see why they have been voted best. Contact Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. Or email her at s-s-h-e-r-o-n at ncstrojans.com and schedule your personal tour today. Don't delay. Call today. You know, Derek, if North Point was voted the number one high school and middle school by the DeSoto Appeal, we wouldn't know it. We wouldn't have no idea. <laughs> no, actually, they would list it as Lausanne. Or, exactly. Right. Yeah, like right. They, they would get completely wrong because, yeah, they'd look for a Memphis school right. they, to put they, it they, Yeah, what they would do is if North Point were to win the contest there for the DeSoto Appeal, they would look and notice that it was across the state line and cancel that. So that's <laughs> that would not happen. So, that, Well, Derek, speaking of school and uh, getting ready for that, we've turned the page. School will be here before you know it. But if you're looking to make a last-minute trip – or if you're looking to make a trip in the fall, Derek, even some things for Christmas. They're starting to get some phone calls for Christmas. Visited with Sue Ellen the other day. Christmas and actually next summer, they're starting to get some calls for that. Of course, I'm speaking of one of our longtime advertisers, Magical Destinations of Fernando. 
Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, a tropical getaway, a cruise, a Gulf Coast family vacation, anywhere across the U.S., Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. You can reach Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or find them on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you again to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher with Magical Destinations of Hernando. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. Again, 662-892-8419. Or visit them at their website, greenkingspray.com. They're my spray service. They should be your spray service. And remember, if you want it green, call the king. Well, Derek, we're not quite there yet when it comes to covering high school sports. That's right around the corner. High school football is right around the corner. I know a lot of people are excited about that. I know we're getting close to two a days, 100-degree heat. But before we get to high school sports, which we're going to be really heavy in, late July, early August, we're going to start talking more about sports. So we're going to do a couple things, and uh, an interview that we've teased for the last three or four weeks, uh, Todd Mastry, the gentleman who has been hired, the, yeah. the, the person in charge of bringing the ax to the Lander Center, and to Snowden Grove, right. will be sitting down with us on Monday morning, mm-hmm. and we're gonna. That's gonna be part of next Tuesday's show. So here's what I would like to do: if anybody's interested, under the water tower info at gmail.com, under the water tower info at gmail.com. We don't have a lot of time, but if you have a question for Todd, maybe an artist that you'd like to see, maybe somebody that he's not on his radar that you like, maybe he could look up, investigate, maybe bring them into the area when it comes to the show. Under the water info at gmail.com. Gonna sit down with him. Uh, you know Todd, not really don't necessarily know him. But his kids go to your school. Yeah, the, his, his uh, son is in my daughter's class. Okay. They're both uh, rising ninth graders uh, right. at North Point. Yeah, so I'm really excited about the interview. Sit down with him. Ask him a few questions. Lord knows he definitely wants to get the word out. Snow and Grove coming back for, uh, you know, from COVID. Lander Center, all that type stuff. But I've said this to you, and Derek, Derek knows this personally for myself. Maybe something I wish I kind of would have gone into. I enjoy that stuff. Concerts, music, sound. I think it's going to be a really neat uh, interview. So looking forward to that next Tuesday. He'll be on our next Tuesday show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how he's going to determine which goes where. So, Correct. like, what's, what's the his strategy he's going to use? Okay, well, this needs to be a Lander Center's event or this needs to be a uh, amphitheater event. I'm really looking forward to kind of how that's going to go, you know, with the demographics he's looking at for both venues uh, and how that's all going to tie together. But I think it's a great thing, again, about, t- what, 20,000 seats total sure. uh, that he's going to be overseeing uh, at least over the next year or two or the length of the contract. So, really to see how that goes and uh, wish him luck and just can't wait to hear him on the podcast. I don't think he's going to look at the next door app and, uh, and <laughs> I don't think uh, that's going to be allowed on any of the uh, city uh, phones or anything like that. But look, 
Next Tuesday, sitting down with him, Todd Mastry. We've talked about it for the last four or five weeks, ever since he was announced in one of the mayor's reports, I think, or in definitely one of the alder meetings, that he was going to be the person taking over for Snowden Grove and Lander Center when it comes to bringing the act. So really looking forward to visiting with him uh, next Tuesday on our Tuesday show. Something else we're going to start doing before we get to football, maybe even during the time. Things that are interesting to me and Derek, whether it be podcasts we're listening to, new shows that we found have found interesting, we're going to share with that uh, different stuff. So that's something else we're going to do, uh, you know, kind of leading up to high school sports that kind of takes over our shows, at least the end of our shows when it gets to August. So uh, you know, if you're listening to our show and continue to listen to our show, then you may enjoy what we talk about. You know, we just want to kind of continue to shine a light on what we do, what we like, and uh, things that are interesting to us because it may be things that you you enjoy as well. Yeah, and I think you know one of the things, uh, kind of to you know, before we close today, sure, wanted to talk about. Um, we did have a comment, Matt, from our, our here we go podcast on Tuesday. Go now. You know, I had mentioned on there that I was a little upset that Spencer Rattler got the Raising Cane sponsorship. Correct, yes. Uh, well, we have been alerted. Uh, we were Somebody did reach out to us, and Taylor, uh, Taylor Johnson reached out to us and said, Miles Brennan at LSU has been signed with Raising, Raising Canes. Okay. So, so Miles Brennan, have, my, yeah, Miles Brennan, the first backup quarterback to, uh, <laughs> to get, get anything. Miles Brennan, LSU QB. Mississippi uh, boy. Is now sponsored by Raising Canes. So he want to let us know that. I really do appreciate that because yeah, it makes me feel absolutely. better. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where we're raising Kansas. No, of course. Right? I mean, yeah, you got to have that. Reach. So I am glad to know that they are sponsored down there, even with all the problems that Bryant mentioned uh, on the show on Tuesday that yes. LSU's having, uh, they still did get somebody uh, to represent them down in Baton Rouge. So, again, thank you again for, you know, for reaching out to us. We love people talking to us. Love us. You know, if, please correct us if we're wrong. Uh, you know, but let's don't, let's don't be too mean about it. But please correct us when we're wrong. And, again, as we always say, you give us that five-star review, or if you give us a good comment like that, we will announce your name on the air. Derek, we pride ourselves in being a show for the people. For the people. For the, of the people. By the people. <laughs> exactly. Look, if you enjoy our show each and every Tuesday and Friday and some of our special shows that we may have coming up, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, on Twitter at UTW Pod. And as Derek just mentioned, wherever you hear our voice, whatever podcast provider you listen to, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, whatever it is, give us a five-star review and you definitely will get a shout out here on the UTW Podcast. Say it at the end of every show, look for our brother podcast, OB Pod, covering the eastern side of DeSoto County, Center Hill, Lewisburg, Olive Branch area, OB Pod. Find those guys. They do a wonderful job. Each and every Monday morning, they drop a new show, OB Pod. Hope you have a safe weekend and have a wonderful weekend uh, here at Hernando. Do it every Friday. Take your family to church. I'm not saying come to the table service at Hernando United Methodist Church. Nine o'clock. Yeah. Well, I don't know if the music quality, <laughs> all of our musicians are kind of out of town. And so we're kind of bringing in the B team or whatever. But uh, again, take your family to church this weekend. I know we're all busy with vacations, different stuff, but definitely your family would definitely thank you for that. Take them to church this weekend. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Dropped off a pretty little girl